1: But right now, as we talk Browns and their search for a new defensive coordinator continues, we go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He covers the Seattle Seahawks for the News Tribune in Seattle, who, who obviously the Seahawks fresh off of that tough Wildcard weekend loss to the 49ers on Saturday. He is Greg Bell. Great guest. I've had him on before over the summer, to be exact, and I'm looking forward to picking his brain about the most recent interview the Browns had for a defensive coordinator. Greg, appreciate you giving us some time today, man. I know you you got a busy schedule, so thanks for being flexible with us.
0: Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Good to talk to Cleveland again.
1: Um, let's start right off the rip with the, uh, the Sean Desai conversation, because... I think there's kind of this idea in Cleveland where they hear the other candidates that have been mentioned with with this search that they're doing. Brian Flores is one. Jim Schwartz is one. Gerard Mayo was one at one point, and now it sounds like he's going back to New England. But they hear Sean Desai, and Albert Breer was actually on one of our shows last week and mentioned that he's a guy that Kevin Stefanski's familiar with. They've coached together, and I think that kind of scares people here in Cleveland because... When they think, oh, he's a friend of Kevin Stefanski, he's just going to be like a yes man. He's not going to be the guy who comes in and kind of changes things and does things his way. And I think that doesn't sit well with people in Cleveland right now. Who is Sean Desai? And I guess what could Cleveland fans expect from him as a defensive coordinator if he is so chosen to uh, come take the job here?
0: Well, first of all, he's a doctor. He has a Ph.D. in education, which not too many coaches do. And they actually call him Doc out here. He's a teacher. He's more into the secondary and coverages. He was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears two seasons ago. Came out to Seattle to be Pete Carroll's title as assistant head coach. But he's basically a special defensive assistant to help him go to a more 3-4 scheme here. Carroll, since the 1970s, ran a 4-3 with two stand-up post-ends. When the Seahawks were in back-to-back Super Bowls, they ran a 4-3 with a cover-3, single-high safety. Cam Chancellor's safety down in the box like a linebacker. This year, he wanted to do Carroll changes defense to more of a 3-4 scheme with faster outside players, not true post-defensive ends like a Jadavion Clowney type, but uh, outside linebackers who were your defensive ends. And he brought Sean Desai in to change secondary. Instead of cover-3, Cover nine, cover one, zero blitzes. Different looks and confusing quarterbacks. It's the Vic Fangio system. And the reason that they brought Desai in, in particular is that Desai and Clint Hurt, the new defensive coordinator in Seattle that got promoted from defensive line coach to replace Ken Norton Jr. for this year, they worked together in Chicago. And so Desai's responsibility has been in the middle of Seattle's past defense.
2: Our linebackers,
0: the nickel. And the safeties, and they brought Carl Scott from the Minnesota Vikings to be more of the cornerback secondary coach. But Desai has had multiple roles, but not the overseer of the defense. Clint Hurd is the true defensive coordinator. So Desai been something of a co-defensive coordinator special assistant, which is why I could see, I haven't talked to him specifically about this opportunity in Cleveland, but I could see the attractiveness of being able to run his own defense again.
2: Greg, what's going on, man? Erdo Perl here. We've never talked before. Bye. So uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us, man. Definitely appreciate that. When Spencer said he can get you on. Uh, you, you talked about him helping Pete Carroll switch this thing over to a 3-4 scheme. Now, traditionally here in Cleveland, we've had a four-man front uh, for a couple years now, especially under Stefanski. When you look at the Cleveland Browns defensive personnel and you talk about the side switching, and helping switch that scheme over to a 3-4, uh, would that be an easy transition if that was the route he was to go here in Cleveland?
0: Well, the scheme would probably be a hybrid if they run in the side, and they would use some outside linebacker rush ends, I would assume. But, again, the size specialty is more in the defensive secondary coverages and blitzes and varied looks of defense. The big Fangio system predicated on a 3-4 and a 4-3 for sure, but is, a, is at its core varied and mixed. And the idea is to confuse defenses and quarterbacks before the snap. And so Desai came in and changed their coverages. And if he came to Cleveland, I would assume that that would be the attraction for the Browns to get a more varied, versatile defense that confuses offenses. They could have run a 4-3, not with the personnel they ended up with, because they got got rid of Carlos Dunlap and the post-defensive ends that they had had. But if personnel, for instance, dictated that Cleveland State with the 4-3, Sean Desai is versed enough to have a versatile enough and varied enough defense that he could tinker with the back seven and run a four-man instead of a three-man front. Essentially, Seattle had, had four defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage, but just two of them were outside linebackers, which is what made them more of a 3-4. So scheme-wise, Desai's defense, the beauty of it, the other of system, is to be adaptable, while being different and changing on every single snap. So, uh, I don't know that fans or media should get all wrapped around. Well, he's a three and four guy who wouldn't work in Cleveland or anywhere else that runs a four three. I mean, you're just you're talking to a coach. Pete Carroll, seventy one years old, who ran a four <laughs> three from nineteen seventy three until this spring, and they hired Sean Desai.
1: He's a Seahawks beat reporter for the News Tribune in Seattle. Greg Bell, you can follow him on Twitter, at Greg, um, I mean, I think all the stuff you're saying right now, if, if Cleveland fans didn't know who Sean Desai was or they weren't really sold on him, I think you're doing a pretty good job of, of saying some of the buzz things they want to hear, things like blitzing and cover one and that he's adaptable and he doesn't have to fit – players into his specific scheme, and he'll kind of use what he has. I think that's all good stuff for Cleveland to hear. I guess the other thing that I think fans and I think this team is really looking for is a guy who is going to kind of command the room, which is why I think a guy like Brian Flores and even Jim Schwartz certainly stands out in their minds as well because they know that's a guy who's going to come in and can really coach that side of the ball and take that off of Kevin Stefanski so he can focus on what he needs to focus on specifically on the offensive side of things is what, what personality type. Is Sean Desai in that way? Is he a guy that could do that here in Cleveland and, and kind of command that room and, and have that presence with his guys?
0: Well, the players love him. And like I said from the start, he's a teacher. And the players talk about what a unique sense of football he has on how he sees offenses and receivers and tendencies of receivers and the coaching of trends in plays in, in game and looks and formation. All of that. The way he articulates that, and again, he has a PhD in education, a doctorate in teaching. So he has a very cerebral, analytical mind that the players really were refreshed by. The Seattle secondary veteran players, Quandre Diggs, for instance, with three-time Pro Bowl safety now,
2: been in the league eight or nine
0: years, said he's amazed at how the, the, the communicative and, and teaching aspect of Sean size coaching. I mean, he's not just throw the ball out scream at a guy to go do this and go do it he explains yeah. why and there's a there was a, a real big buy-in with seattle's secondary and back seven to what sean desai was teaching i think fans and maybe even media might you know jim schwartz is a name he's been a head coach and was in detroit for all that time in philadelphia those kind of names people say well well that might be a better fit but maybe they because they don't know sean desai they don't think he would be as commanding to the outside. I can tell you the experience in Seattle is uh, the players love him, and the players love how he communicates to them. And I think that would be, carry out more than so than a brand name, would carry quite a bit when the locker room, no matter where he could.
2: Greg, the Seattle Seahawks uh, are coming off uh, a loss to the San Francisco 49ers, but it was a season to where I think they defied every odd. Uh, stacked up against them. Nobody thought that they would make the playoffs. You know, trading Russell Wilson was probably not the most popular move. Uh, they started a bunch of rookies, which I've never seen in my lifetime in the playoff mm-hmm. game. You look at this team and then you look at Geno Smith, a guy who's been around this league for a long time. He comes in, he sets the uh, franchise record for passing yards in the season. Uh, Seattle has a top 10 pick. Are they going to move forward with Geno Smith long-term pass next year? Or do you see them grabbing a quarterback? to start trying to groom now so that they can have a quarterback going forward?
0: I think the answer is both, Earl. I think they're going to re-sign Geno Smith. Pro Bowl season, first Pro Bowl, first career playoff starts on Saturday. But he's 32 years old, and perhaps they sign him for two or three years other than four or five or five most quarterbacks want to get. He said he wants to retire here in Seattle. He's only 32, so that's more than two or three years from now. Seattle's choice is... Do we sign him for a, re-sign him for a short-term choice? Everyone says they want him back. Carol says he want him back. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett said that absolutely everyone in the building wants him back. But for how long? Because of the opportunity they have. They have the number five pick. They're the highest – they're the playoff team with the highest pick in 20 years because of the Russell Wilson trade, because of how badly that went in Denver this year. They have a very unique opportunity picking at five – to have a quarterback for the next 10 years. But Geno Smith's performance is that they don't have to draft a quarterback who needs to play right away. Because of his season, as Carroll just got done telling us an hour ago, we've got our guy for 2023. So now they could draft a guy that they can develop. And you don't have to have the stereotypical rookie lumps and the guy going 4-13 and and having to fight through two or three years before he hits the stride. Who could Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? They don't need to do that. They could have Geno Smith be their starter for two more years and groom a quarterback, but then because you have a starter, you take your number number five overall pick on a quarterback. Perhaps not. They have four picks in the first 52. They're going to get calls from all over the league more than they ever have because they've never picked this high under Carolyn Schneider for drafts for teams like Carolina and others that want to move up to get a quarterback. So they have a lot of options there. They can get a quarterback still in the second round on the top 52 of the draft and groom him for a few years. There are a lot of quarterbacks in this draft that scouts think can play right away, and Seattle already has theirs. have so many needs, offensive line, stopping the run, linebackers, interior line, offensive line, and center guard, that they can do a lot of things with those four picks in the first 52. I think one of them is going to end up being a quarterback but to your point, a quarterback that doesn't have to play right away because they want to bring Geno Smith back.
1: He's Greg Bell, covers the Seahawks for the News Tribune in Seattle. Greg, uh, I appreciate you being able to give us some time and being flexible with your schedule. Like I said, I know I know you probably have some post mortem, postseason um, stuff going on, media responsibilities. So I'm grateful we made this work. I am so thankful for your time. I know you guys are on the schedule next year, so so maybe we'll be talking yeah. again in uh, in fall 2023 here in a few months.
0: Yeah, anytime, especially. I got, I got family in Lorain County. My wife's from That's right. A lot of time in Cleveland. So yeah, always happy to talk to you guys.
1: Thanks. Awesome. Appreciate you, Greg. Take care.
0: Take care. Thanks.
1: Greg Bell again, Seahawks beat reporter for the News Tribune.